Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Sandy Toxvig, and this is We Will Get Past This, where I welcome you into my calm room of books so I can share tales from history of various deeds. Some brave, some baffling, others downright idiotic, in a bid to comfort the soul in this challenging time we find ourselves in. Some of these were recorded with specific dates in mind, but as we've all come to realise, none of that kind of thing really matters. My diary's wide open. There are no rules about when something can be enjoyed, so take a moment to relax and remember this. We will get past this. Hello there, come on in. I'm so glad you can join me because it's the birthday of Alfred Moshe Butts. Hooray! He was born April the 13th, which is the day I'm recording this, but the year was 1899, so hooray again! Should you care? Well, only if you, uh, like so many of us, have been reduced to family board games. Something, I should have to say, it normally only happens in summer rain and not sunshine. Alfred Moshe Butts is the man who invented Scrabble. Alfred was an out-of-work architect. Uh, He lived in Jackson Heights in Queens, New York. And uh, he had nothing better to do, so he sat down to invent a board game, and he came up with the famous tiled letter pasta. In fact, and I love this, at the very place where he lived at the time, uh, it's the intersection of 35th Avenue and 81st Street, it's marked by a street sign where each letter is assigned the same point value it would have in the game. So for years, my kids and I have played a variation of Scrabble uh, where you choose a general accent like French, as the theme for the contest. And words can be spelled any way you like, but you have to be able to say them confidently in the accent in order to get points. Anything outrageous gets not just good marks, but wild applause. So I've devoted much time to Mr. Butts' game lately, and ordinarily I would celebrate his birthday with huge fanfare, were it not for someone much more significant who arrived today. My son. My son Theo is 26 today, and it is the very first of any of my children's birthdays which I have failed to celebrate in person. So obviously I want to do something spectacular for him, you know, something on the scale of, ooh, I know, George Frederick Handel's Oratorio Messiah, which today had its world premiere in 1742. Actually, I don't know how spectacular that really was. The first performance, you know, it feels as though it needed a grand opera house setting, uh, but it took place instead in Neil's Music Hall on Fishamble Street near Dublin's Temple Bar District. I mean, it was probably perfectly nice, but it doesn't have quite the same ring as that place on the harbour in Sydney, does it? So I adore my boy, obviously, and I want him to have the grandest of parties, and there is many a celebrity party thrower from whom I could take my inspiration. Uh, Justin Bieber rented a private Caribbean island for his 21st. 
Beyonce's 35th birthday gig included among the guests the Obama family, former President Bill Clinton. Uh, there was music from Coldplay. I'm not sure about Coldplay. I mean, if you can afford anybody. Uh, Simon Cowell is said to have spent a million on his 50th with his own face projected on the side of the party venue and a tank of mini sharks in the bathroom, which I am still trying to determine the purpose of. Obviously, all that pales into insignificance when you hear that the Sultan of Brunei spent 25 million for a two-week-long shindig for his 50th, which began with a military march and ended with Michael Jackson singing, which these days sounds like a euphemism. So I'm not really a party person, but even I am now longing to tie one on in company, and it was ever thus. Uh, if you go back three and a half thousand years to the reign of that great female leader of Egypt, Hatshepsut, uh, you could have attended the annual Festival of Drunkenness. Sounds like any festival I've ever been to. Uh, but nominally, it was about a warrior goddess named Sekhmet, who nearly destroyed mankind before drinking too much beer and passing out. And to mark this historic moment, the Egyptians basically had a massive night of debauchery. The celebration took place on the 20th day of Thoth, the first month of the ancient Egyptian calendar, or August the 29th, as we like to call it. Uh, today, people in the arts world call that the Edinburgh Festival. I love that it was in the month of Thuth, which I swear no drunk Egyptian uh, would have been able to say. If you like a Chinese for your birthday, then you should have been at the party for the Qing Emperor Kang Shi's birthday in 1720. He had a three-day banquet for two and a half thousand guests, during which they ate 300 different dishes, uh, including bear paws, camel humps, bird's nests, leopard fetuses, ugh, monkey brains... Or how about the Shah of Iran's 1971 birthday extravaganza, which cost $175 million, uh, took place in an oasis tent city decorated with 20 miles of silk. There were 5,000 bottles of vintage champagne, chefs and food from France, and he had 50,000 songbirds flown in. Which doesn't sound right. So, birthdays have been around for a long time of great partying. The question is, how long? Well, if you look at the history of birthdays, then the most obvious thing is that there weren't any at all until calendars were created. I mean, if nobody knew what day it was, then it was hard to keep track of what you're supposed to get excited about. I guess everybody knew they were getting older, they just couldn't figure out exactly how much. Uh, this is also a blessed time before mirrors, so I think the whole ageing thing was a lot less painful. Uh, naturally, any early mention of birthdays in history is going to involve people powerful enough for everyone to do a little bit of annual fawning. Uh, there are written references to a pharaoh's birthday from about 5,000 years ago, although most likely that does not refer to the actual day of the year. I don't know how to put this. The chief popped out on the Egyptian delivery table. Uh, rather, it was the day they were crowned leader and thus reborn as a god. Very much, I think, the theme of Simon Cowell's party. Uh, it was the Greeks who came up with the slightly bonkers idea of putting candles on a cake. They were mad for Artemis, the lunar goddess. So to keep her on side, they would offer up moon-shaped cakes upon which lit candles recreated the glowing radiance of the moon. Blow the candles out, and you could send a wish to heaven. Uh, Artemis being a girl, I have to say, was lucky to get a mention at all. The ancient Romans pretty much only celebrated a birthday if the person in question had a penis. Anyway, I can't fly in songbirds, I can't get a hold of monkey brains. Oh, I've had enough trouble trying to source toilet cleaner. So I thought instead I'd do something quixotry. It's a marvellous word. Quixotry. It means a wild, visionary idea, an eccentric notion or act, and who doesn't want to have one of those? I love this word. It also has the advantage of once scoring a legendary 365 points at Scrabble. 
I'm going to have a party right here for my beloved boy. Now, Ted, I know you're all grown up now, but I think we could we could do with the kind of bash that you would have loved as a kid. So first of all, you adored dressing up. You were a tiny little thing. And I remember when you were five or so, you wanted to spend one Christmas Eve dressed as Father Christmas. And no matter where I tried, I could not find a costume for a three-foot-tall Santa. So I made one, complete with leather belt, a miniature white beard, and a hessian bag labelled gifts. So on the big night, I dressed you secretly in your bedroom, ready to go and surprise the others. You look marvellous, I said, looking down at, honestly, the world's smallest Saint Nick. Now go downstairs, give out the presents, and say ho, ho, ho. Under your absurd little beard, you shook your head. I can't speak, Mum. Why not, I asked. If I speak, you explained, they'll know I'm not the real Santa. It was a fair point. No wonder you grew up into the fine actor that you are today. So in tribute to the many costumes you wore as a boy, I'm just going to go and put mine on for this, our long distance party. Excuse me one second. So Ted, I have to tell you, I've gone all out for the childhood memories. As you only ate chicken nuggets when you were young, there are trays and trays of them in the oven. I used to love Westlife, so I've hired the boys to reform and sing for you. They, they were weirdly available. Uh, just warming up at the kitchen. Sounding good, boys. Yep, so, so close to being in tune. And you were obsessed with dinosaurs. So for you, I've dressed as a pterodactyl, the great flying dinosaur. It's a shame you can't see me. I look magnificent. Hovering above you, splendid wings, a huge beak, about 150 million years old. So no change there then. Happy birthday, my beloved son. April 13. To misquote Shakespeare, whom we both love, there was a star danced, and under that you were born. I love you, Ted. I miss you. And to anyone who's celebrating a big day while in lockdown, it's a bit shit, isn't it? But boy, are we going to party when all this is over. Sorry, I just realised I shouldn't speak. You all know it's not a real dinosaur. Take care. Be kind. We will get past this. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.